Folks, what does everyone do when shopping online? Well, you jump to the reviews and you see what customers actually think. Well, Bull and Branch did the hard work for you. In a recent customer survey, 96% said Bull and Branch sheets get softer with every single wash. Bull and Branch sheets are made from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on planet Earth. Buttery to the touch, super breathable. Bull and Branch sheets are perfect for both cooler and warmer months. Their luxurious signature hem sheets were made without pesticides, formaldehyde, or other harsh chemicals. They really do get softer with every single wash. Best of all, Bull and Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping, returns on all orders. You're not going to want to return them. We love our Bull and Branch product. In fact, when I'm on the road, I actually travel with their cable knit throw blanket. It is that good. Their product is just awesome. After a long day, nothing feels better than a restful night's sleep in the softest, most luxurious sheets. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bull and Branch. Get 15% off your very first order when you use code Ben at bullandbranch.com. That's Bull and Branch, spelled B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code Ben. Exclusions apply. See site for details, bullandbranch.com. What the hell was that? In the wildest, most irritating debate in presidential history, Trump and Biden go at it. Chris Wallace morphs from a moderator into a debater, and we explore whether Joe Biden will allow another debate at all. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Today's show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Don't let others track what you do. Keep yourself safe at expressvpn.com slash Ben. Well, after you watched that epic bleep show last night, maybe you had some trouble going to sleep. Well, you wouldn't have if you had had a Helix Sleep mattress. Why? Because Helix Sleep makes personalized mattresses just for you to comfort each and every contour of that glorious body. Helix Sleep, it has a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. Matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Whether you're a side sleeper, a hot sleeper, whether you like a plush or a firm bed with Helix, there's no more confusion, no more compromising. Helix Sleep is rated the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. CNN, for once not lying, called it the most comfortable mattress they've ever slept on. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Ben. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They will match you to a customized mattress that gives you the best sleep of your life. They've got a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you absolutely will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners. I rely on my Helix Sleep mattress because I have small children who wake me up at all hours of the night. So in those in-between times, I need to sleep quickly and easily and comfortably. And Helix Sleep makes that happen for me. Let them make it happen for you. Get up to $200 off at helixsleep.com slash Ben. That's helixsleep.com slash Ben. So who watched that? Hmm? Hmm? I told you yesterday that you shouldn't bother, that I would sum it all up for you here. But you went ahead and you tried to watch it, didn't you? Didn't you? And now you say to yourself, well, I'm 90 minutes closer to death. I got nothing whatsoever from that. That's time I'm never going to get back. Those are definitely minutes I'm going to be lamenting on my deathbed. Now, I let, let's be perfectly clear about this. I told you. I told you. I told you it was going to be Chewbacca versus the Swedish chef. And that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. It was just Joe Biden being, and Donald Trump going, that's all it was for 90 long minutes. I have seen more productive conversations between homeless people screaming about the aliens that live in their hair than I saw last night. That was the least productive presidential debate in the history of the world. I mean, it was truly an awful presidential debate. So what's the net effect? Pretty much zero, right? Because nothing matters, man. Nothing matters whatsoever. Now, here is a, here is a basic truth. Hey, Joe Biden performed very poorly last night. He did. Joe Biden said many, many things last night that are morally objectionable, that are outright false. He said things that were literally not true over and over and over. And Chris Wallace did not fact check Joe Biden. He was there to badger Donald Trump. He was there to interrupt Trump. But Trump himself was so busy interrupting Biden that basically it was the Justice Kavanaugh devil's triangle of interruption and crazy towns. So nobody could get a word in edgewise. Nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was the worst episode of Jerry Springer in history because nobody hit each other with a chair. That's all it was. And we didn't know who the father was when it was all over. We had no clue. All we knew is that we had just been witness to a bleep show, the likes of which I have not seen. Now, you're going to get a lot of sugarcoating from a lot of people today on all sides of the aisle. On the left, they're going to be like, oh, Joe Biden was a statesman last night. No, he wasn't. He was garbage. On the right, you're going to get Donald Trump really took it to him. Donald Trump was like a rabid badger last night, which means that he scored a couple of points, but he was so busy being the rabid badger that all of the attention was on the rabid badger. Now, here is the deal, guys. In this election cycle, where you believe the race is, is where, where it was two days ago, is where it currently is today. So if you think that Donald Trump has some troubles, and if you look at the national polling, he does. If you look at the national polling where Donald Trump is down anywhere from seven to 10 points nationally, and he is down in literally every swing state, or at the very least running even in about half of them and down in the other half, 
then last night was a blown opportunity. If you want to see Trump win, he needed to come out and he needed to allow Joe Biden to say dumb things and then he needed to pick it apart. I know a lot of people who debate. I myself debate a lot. And when you debate people, one of the things you need to do is let them make their argument specifically so you can debunk it. There were times when Joe Biden would say things that were eminently false, just blatantly untrue, immoral. Uh, there were a couple times he said things that I thought were morally evil, actually. I mean, not condemning Antifa, suggesting that all of America is racist, as we'll get to. And those would have been great times for Trump to jump in and say something. But the problem was Trump was so busy jumping up and down that none of it distinguished itself from anything else. It was just one continuous Phil Spector wall of sound ending with a shotgun blast. I mean, that's that. it was, it was really, I can't describe to you how useless I thought last night was for everybody involved. And guess what? That's kind of what the polls showed. So a CBS News instant poll showed that 48% of viewers thought Biden won, 41% thought Trump won, another 10% thought the debate was a tie. Okay, what do those numbers look an awful lot like? Oh, they look exactly like the national polling. Exactly like the national polling. In other words, Everybody who liked Trump going in, liked Trump coming out. Everybody who liked Biden going in, liked Biden coming out. And everybody in the middle who was like, these both people, like, they're, they're just terrible. All those people came out thinking both people were terrible. Frank Luntz did a, a, one of these focus groups. I don't tend to put a lot of stock in the focus group. The one thing in the Luntz focus group that I did put some stock in is that one third of the people who were in the focus group said they were less likely to vote altogether <laughs> after watching it. Now, maybe that benefits Trump. Right. If you think that the goal of Trump is to sort of lower the turnout for Biden, that it's a turnout election. If you can get people not to show up, then it'll be a low turnout election like last time. And then presumably Trump wins. Then maybe that's part of the strategy. Or maybe the strategy last night was for Trump to go so hot out of the gate that he sort of intimidated Biden into silence. He was hoping that Biden would sort of collapse under the barrage of blows. I mean, I literally compared Trump yesterday to the guy he didn't want to fight in high school because he was going to pull any weapon at his disposal. Right. Bricks from the side of the building, a lead pipe from underneath the plumbing supply, a knife out of his back pocket. Like, he just didn't know what Trump was going to pull out. And that's exactly right. I mean, Trump hit Biden with the kitchen sink last night, and Biden didn't look good under the barrage. The problem is that there was no way for us to even gauge the blows. It was like watching a boxing match between professionals, except that the blows are so fast you actually can't tally the blows. You can't see which ones are hitting and which ones actually are not. Except these are not professionals. It was a clown car, and everybody was just slapping each other with rubber hammers. Okay, so with all of that said... Let's get into it. So let's begin with the performance of Joe Biden. And the reason I want to start with the performance of Biden is because Biden's the front runner. Right? right now, according to the media, according to the polls, Biden is the front runner and his performance will be utterly ignored. And the reason that Biden's performance will be utterly ignored is because everybody wants to focus on Trump, which brings us to a larger point about this election again. OK, that larger point is pretty simple. The fact remains that if this election is a referendum on Trump's personality, he will lose. If this referendum, if this election is a referendum on Biden's policy, Trump will win. Because Biden is radical. Biden is no bulwark against the radical left. Biden is not all there. He was not all there last night. I know people were saying that he stood up to the attacks in, in a real serious way. Yes, he, he didn't physically collapse. He didn't break down crying on stage. But he was not exactly with it. He was, he was all over the place. He was saying things that were patently untrue. He won't get fact-checked by Daniel Dale over at CNN, who's almost an overt employee of the DNC and has been for a long time. But Biden said many, many things last night that were very, very bad. And Chris Wallace routinely bailed him out. And Trump kind of bailed him out by interrupting him so often. So let's focus in on what Joe Biden actually said about policy and what he actually did last night, because the media will not focus in on that. They'll focus in instead on the stuff that hurts Trump, namely the personality stuff. And this was, again, the error of Trump's strategy. It brought to the fore all the personality quibbles that people have with Trump. And they're not quibbles. I mean, they're concerns. It brought to the fore everybody's real issues with Trump personally, as opposed to the policies. Because if this were just on policy, law and order versus I won't, uh, I won't bash Antifa. If this were about the, the COVID response, namely try to keep as much open as possible, keep American life going while protecting people versus lockdown everything, that's a debate Trump wins. On the issues, these are all debates Trump wins. But I'm not sure that anybody even saw an issue last night. Okay, so let's start with, with Joe Biden's performance in just one second. It was really lackluster. It was really bad. We'll get to that in one second. First, let's talk about the fact that everybody needs life insurance. You need life insurance. Now, it wouldn't have helped you last night if you were suicidal in the middle of that debate. But under all other circumstances, you do need life insurance. And good news for you, you can still get life insurance right now, despite all of the insanity that's happening in modern American life. Right now, you could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. When you're shopping for a policy that could last for a decade or more, those savings really start to add up. 
So what exactly is Policy Genius? It's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts. Here's how it works. Step one, you head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Step two, you can apply for your lowest price. And step three, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and the red tape. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. They even have policies that allow eligible customers to skip that in-person medical exam and do it over the phone, which in this day and age is a really, really great thing. So if you need life insurance, head on over to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save $1,500 or more a year by comparing quotes on their marketplace, Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Okay, so a lot of the debate for Joe Biden was taken up by him just insulting Trump. People are focusing in on the fact that Trump insulted Biden a lot. Yeah, Biden insulted Trump right back. It was basically grumpy old men with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau and Walter Matthau here trying to stab Jack Lemmon with a frozen fish. Here is here is Joe Biden telling Trump to shut up. He doesn't want You're to answer the question. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, you answer that because question? the you question is the question is left. Will you shut up, your, man? Listen. OK, will you shut up, man? So the left was cheering this. Will you shut up, man? That he what he's saying to Trump. And it this is about 15 minutes in and Trump had not shut up at that point. So I get it. I will say, however, that what Biden was attempting to avoid in that particular exchange, again, so much of these debates comes down to the clips that happen afterward. What Trump was trying to get across in that exchange is that Joe Biden literally refused to answer whether he would pack the court. He refused it over and over and over again. In fact, here was the lead up to Biden saying to Trump that he should shut up, right? This would be clip 13. Here's Biden refusing to answer on court packing. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. You pack the make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're senators. OK, so that's exactly right. OK, and that ended with Chris Wallace bailing out Biden, bailing him out. We've reached the end of this question. Chris Wallace's behavior last night, as we'll see, was not exactly wonderful. I think he started off with good intentions, and by about 20 minutes in, he decided that his chief goal was to get Trump to stop interrupting, and so it became just, Wallace became one of the debaters. He jumped into the debate himself. Okay, more of Joe Biden going after Trump on a personal level, saying he can't get a word in with this clown. There's a lot of this from Joe Biden last night. So let under me ask oath. you this. Henry, Joe. No, no, oath. go ahead, mister. Henry, I'm listening to you. People under, he got three he, and a half million dollars from Moscow. Te- he testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job and I did it very well. Oh, really? I did it I'd honorably. Like to know who they are. Every, well, I'll give you the list I'll of the people them. who testified. No, no, go ahead, sir. Sure, you, they, you've already fired most of them because they did some a good job. Some people don't well, do a good here's job. The, with you, ahead, you the, wait a minute. You get the final word. Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This, hey, hey this let me person. just say. OK, so Biden got very testy last night. And this was the again, for people on the left, this was thrilling that he got testy with Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure that that's particularly thrilling. I'm not sure it showed a great side of Biden. He did this over and over and over. There's one point where after one of these, again, talkovers, if, if you're the transcriptionist for this particular debate, you had the worst job in America last night. But here was Joe Biden. You know, kind of ironically saying this was a productive segment and Chris Wallace chuckling along with him. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? (laughs) Keep yapping, man. The people understand, Joe. Keep yapping, man. I mean, again, this is not the best of Joe Biden. Okay, then there were the actual issues. Then there were the actual issues, the things that Joe Biden said on the issues. They were bad, guys. They were bad. I know that we're supposed to only focus in on what Trump said, and I promise you, we'll get to what Trump said. And a lot of it was not very good last night. There were some things he said that were good. There were very many that were bad. And his general tactic, which was rabid badger, was not, I think, well thought out. But Joe Biden said many bad things last night that will be completely elided by the media. And here on this show, one of the things we try to do is bring you all perspectives, uh, at least all the information that you need. Okay, so the fact is that Joe Biden said a lot of things that were patently false or wrong or damaging last night. Okay, so at one point, Joe Biden was asked specifically about being dominated. But Trump said, you're going to be dominated by your own party, right? You're going to be run around by your own party. You, do not, you, you don't run your own party. And Biden said, no, 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 I am the Democratic Party right now. He then proceeded to take every side of every issue that he was asked about throughout the entire debate. It was pretty incredible. This is a guy who's supposed to be the bulwark of moderation. He demonstrated none of that last night. I mean, none of that. 
he would kind of make mush-mouthed noises about the Green New Deal, and then he would immediately walk it back. He would say, oh, the Green New Deal is great. And then he'd be like, no, I don't believe in the Green New Deal. And he'd be like, I'm not for defunding the police, but the police are systemically racist. I mean, it was, it was all over the damn place. Here was Joe Biden declaring that he is the Democratic Party. Your party wants simple. to go socialist medicine My party is and me. socialist right healthcare. now. I am and the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the not Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. OK, now here's the problem. That platform he approved of was co-written by Bernie Sanders. Sanders has bragged about this. And as we'll see, he ain't no bulwark of moderation here. Right. Look, here, here, this, I thought, was the worst moments of the night. And everybody ignored this because I, I know that this has become part of our traditional rhetoric now. But it is the worst part of America's political discourse right now. This accusation that America is systemically racist, which, again, for those who missed it, I've been discussing this for months. OK, the term systemically racist springs originally from Stokely Carmichael, who used the term institutional racism to describe any institution that results in inequality between racial groups. In other words, the only way that you can tell if an institution is racist is the inequality of the result. And any inequality of result renders the institution racist. That means that all institutions have to be burned to the ground because they are racist, right? All of them have to be fundamentally remolded because they are racist. Here is Joe Biden, an institutionalist to the core, supposedly, a man who's been in the United States Senate or in the, or in the vice presidency for 47 long years, a servant of the system, so to speak, declaring that the entire American system is two-tiered. Hey, first of all, it is a lie about America, a vicious lie about America. Second, it is a vicious lie about Americans. And third, it is a damning calumny against the prospects of black Americans. When you tell black Americans they cannot rise under any circumstances because the system is so rigged against them, you're telling them a lie. To tell a child that is a form of child abuse in a free country. And yet Joe Biden engages in this myth-making, this Ibram X. Kendi, Robin D'Angelo bullcrap. He does it every single day and he gets away with it. And we'll get to Chris Wallace in a second, because Chris Wallace not only let him get away with it, he, he helped promulgate this nonsense last night. But here is Joe Biden saying what I thought was the worst thing of the night that apparently nobody picks up on because it is just so such a part of our rote politics. Do you believe that there is a separate but unequal system of justice for blacks in this country? Yes, there is. There's, system, there's systemic injustice in this country, in education, in work, and in, in, in law enforcement, and in the, in the way in which it's enforced. Okay, that is just astonishing. There is a, every system in this country, every system in this country is laced through with racial injustice, every system. How is that not the chief issue? I don't understand. I mean, this would have been the opportunity for Trump to jump in, would it not? And say every system in America is racist. Everyone. We abolished legalized racism in the 1960s. That doesn't mean that we've abolished all racism from the human heart because that exists literally everywhere at every time throughout human history. But the very basic idea that America's institutions are rooted in racism, that the justice system today is systemically racist. It's designed to keep down black people. The economic system is designed to keep down black people. These are talking points from the neo-Marxist left. How exactly was Joe Biden allowed to get away with that? Where was the follow-up question there? Where, where, why wouldn't Chris Wallace say, okay, and your plans to fix these systemically racist systems are too? Because he doesn't have a plan. It's just to use this as a baton. That's only one of the bad things that Joe Biden said last night. There were many bad things he said last night. Okay, and then he got away with because everybody was so distracted by the fact that Trump was like a woodpecker over here against the tree nearby. We'll get to that in just one second. First, let's talk about the fact that, you know, sometimes you're driving around your car and that light goes on. You're like, oh no, that light means I'm going to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars. Well, now that I have CarShield, I don't worry about that anymore. CarShield, they offer a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair. That means that check engine light, it's a lot less scary when that thing pops on. You have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. CarShield gets the rest taken care of. Even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is still up to you. On top of that, there are no long-term contracts or commitments. Payments are flexible. CarShield plans are customizable to your exact needs. CarShield has helped over 1 million drivers, and that's why they're America's number one auto protection company. I love the fact that, again, CarShield is extremely user-friendly. They make the magic happen for you if, God forbid, something goes wrong with your car. You know, it's easy to dread car repairs with CarShield. You get peace of mind. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go farther. Call 800-665-2157 and mention code Ben or visit carshield.com and use code Ben to save 10%. Again, that's carshield.com, code Ben. A deductible may apply. Go check them out right now. 
carshield.com. Use code Ben to save 10% or dial 800-665-2157 and mention code Ben right now. Okay, so more nonsense spouted by Joe Biden last night. And there was a lot of it. So here was an amazing flip-flop on the Green New Deal. Inside of 30 seconds, he said he is for the Green New Deal and that it is actually going to save us money. This would be the Green New Deal that costs him $90 trillion. He's proposed some bizarre sort of scaled down version of the Green New Deal. But AOC is part of his campaign and is helping to head up his panel on climate change. He specifically says in his own platform that he's in favor of the Green New Deal. His vice presidential candidate, Kamala Harris, was a co-sponsor in the Senate of the Green New Deal. So you don't get to just separate yourself off. How Again, where was Chris Wallace on this? Where the F was Chris Wallace? Chris Wallace last night was not only there to fact check what Trump was saying and badger Trump. He was also there to shield Joe Biden from any serious question. And Trump was not really able to prosecute the case against Joe Biden because he was too busy focusing in on sort of the inanities surrounding Joe Biden as opposed to his policies. Here is Joe Biden flip-flopping on the Green New Deal inside of 35 seconds. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. We're not going to build plants that, in fact, are great polluting plants. Do you We're support build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? You support? No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, that's a big that, statement. I support that means you the, just the radical left. I, su- okay. I support oh, the don't. Biden plan that I put forward. Okay. So the Green New Deal is going to save money, but also he doesn't support the Green New Deal. And then Chris Wall says, okay. What do you mean, okay? Hold up. You just said it's going to save money, but you don't support it. Why not? Why don't you support the Green New Deal? Wouldn't that be the normal follow-up question? Never comes. Okay, other moments from Joe Biden last night. So there's going to be a lot of focus, and there has been a lot of focus on Trump's words on white supremacy, which we'll get to in just one second. Again, an irredeemably stupid error by, by Trump last night on the stage. But Joe Biden also said a thing that was not only irredeemably stupid, but also morally benighted. And everybody is just pretending it doesn't mean anything. In fact, Megyn Kelly is trending for pointing out that it does mean something. So Joe Biden was asked specifically about Antifa. And he says, oh, well, you know, Antifa, they're, they're really not an organization. They're more of just like an idea. Okay, no, they are called by the FBI an ideology or a movement. An idea is something that has no practical real world ramifications unless it is taken down and made into an ideology or a movement. But here's Biden just pretending that Antifa doesn't exist. And what was amazing about the framing of a lot of the law and order discussion last night, it was all about the right wing violence that's happening in our major cities. Weird, because it seems like the violence in our major cities, as Trump himself pointed out, we'll see this, is coming from the left wing. But here is Joe Biden refusing to condemn Antifa last night. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not malicious. That's what oh, his really? FBI, his okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, no, no we're, done, we're done, sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on. Bad hit you over the head. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a bad, is a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa, Antifa is a dangerous, radical group. All right, gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president, I'm going to ask a question. Okay, and then Wallace jumped in to protect, right? I mean, again, Wallace was really bad last night. He was really bad. Trump said he was debating Wallace and Biden last night. At the beginning, that wasn't true. By the end of the debate, that was absolutely true. Okay, Biden defending Antifa there is a low point. It is a bad move. It is, it is a bad political move, and it is a bad moral move. Antifa is a violent group of thugs. They've been going around, many of them have criminal records. They've been burning things. They've been hijacking peaceful protests. And even members of BLM will tell you this. They've been going around and setting things on fire, occupying swaths of city areas, attacking cops. And Joe Biden won't condemn them because they're just an idea, not an organization. Okay, final clip of Joe Biden last night. So Biden also blamed Trump for the riots in Portland. He somehow came around to the bizarre position that it was Donald Trump's fault that there were riots in Portland, even though, again, Donald Trump sent the Federals in and then he withdrew the Federals and the riots are still ongoing in Portland. Here was Joe Biden saying another asinine thing. You know, his own former spokesperson said, you know, riots and chaos and violence help his cause. That's what this is all about. I don't know who said that. I do. Who? I think Kellyanne Conway. I don't think she said that. She said that. And so here's the the point. The point is that that's what he is keeps trying to rile everything up. He doesn't want to calm things down. Instead of going in and talking to people and saying, let's get everybody together, figure out how to deal with this. What's he do? He just pours gasoline in the fire constantly. Okay, so again, that is a lie by Joe Biden. It's not about Trump pouring gasoline on the fire in Portland. That is a left wing city being run by left wing radicals. And the fact is that the violence that has been breaking out every night in Portland culminated in an Antifa member shooting somebody who is a member of Patriot Prayer. So. 
No, you, you don't get to you don't get to hide behind the Donald Trump is a bad orange mean man argument to avoid condemning an actual violent terror group in Antifa, which is what they are. Again, in just a second, we'll get to President Trump's performance, which likewise was not very good last night because this is what America deserves. You know, H.L. Mencken said that democracy is the idea that the people know what they want and deserve to get it good and hard. We're getting it good and hard, gang. That was that was a a mess last night. What a mess. Okay, we're going to get to more of that mess last night in just one second. First, let us talk about the fact that you should be doing a lot of things online. I mean, not just because of all the safety concerns these days, but mainly because you're going to save a lot of time, you're going to save a lot of money. Nowhere has this been truer than when it comes to auto parts stores. You go to an auto parts store, you can spend a long time waiting in line, and then they have to look up the part. Very often they don't have it. They have to order it online anyway. Then they upcharge you for the privilege of them ordering it online. Why don't you just go to the online, to the interwebs, and do it yourself at rockauto.com. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same price? RockAuto.com, it's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head on over to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Head on over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write Shapiro in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. Okay, so now to President Trump's performance. It was not good. Okay, not gonna, not gonna pretend otherwise. Not going to talk about how it was a genius performance. It was not a world-beating performance. It was a bad performance. Trump came in, as Chris Christie said, very, very hot, and he never let up. It was two hours of continuous sound. It was nearly unwatchable. Now, if Trump were in the lead, this might make sense. It might make sense because it neutralizes the ability of Joe Biden to lie at length, which would be not a bad idea. right? In 2012, when Paul Ryan was debating Joe Biden, Joe Biden lied fluently and Paul Ryan didn't fact check him. He assumed that the moderator was going to do that. The moderator did not, in fact, do that in that case and ended badly for Paul Ryan. So being aggressive with Biden is not a bad strategy, but there's a difference between being aggressive and forcing questions and prosecuting and just being irritating. And the problem is this. There is a theory of this election. It goes something like this. The American people are exhausted. This has been an exhausting four years. We were willing to take the exhaustion and the craziness and the tweets and the constant chatter. We were willing to take that, the American people were, up until things went bad. Then the American people got in a bad mood, and now they're just exhausted. And whoever exhausts them less ends up becoming president. Now, that, that's a war with the more general notion that the more charismatic candidate tends to become president. Trump is obviously more charismatic than Biden. Biden has a, he is charisma-free. He is a speed bump of a human. But if the question is whether you are exhausted, last night was exhausting. 15 minutes in, people were reaching for the whiskey. 30 minutes in, they were reaching for the Xanax. 45 minutes in, they were reaching for the shotgun. Okay, it was an exhausting evening. I I wonder how many Americans actually made it through the first half hour. Seriously, because it was just people yelling over each other. It was loud noises. That was not a good strategy. Because here's the thing about Joe Biden. He is doddering. He does not know what he is talking about. He makes errors on a routine basis. In fact, Trump was perfectly capable of spotting about half of those errors. Right? There were times when Joe Biden would say things like, you're going to throw 100 million people off their health care. And Trump was like, what the hell are you talking about? There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions who are going to be thrown off their health care. What, what in the world are you saying? Right. Trump actually fact checked him from time to time. The problem is because it was, in fact, just this drone, just this drone of sound. If you are somebody in the middle and those are the people that we care about. Right. I mean, if you are on the right, you're going to vote for Trump anyway. If you're on the left, you're voting for Biden anyway. If you're in the middle, how do those people think of it? I cannot imagine anything other than if you were in the middle watching this thing, All you wanted to do was switch over to Hulu, Netflix, or Amazon and watch anything else, literally anything else. You're going to watch that man having sex with the octopus movie, like anything, but watch this thing. And so Trump came out extremely aggressive. And again, partisans will cheer in the same way that partisans on the left cheer when Joe Biden tells Trump to shut up. Do any of these things score any points? I don't think so. So here's Trump being really aggressive, saying that that Biden should never use the word smart with him. A lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker. So, Mr. President, did you use the word smart? Uh, so you said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. You didn't <laughs> go to so. Delaware State. You graduated either the lowest or almost the lowest in your class. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Don't ever use that word. Oh, give me a break. Because you know what? Uh, there's nothing smart about you, Joe. Okay, so, um, yeah, is that funny? 
sure, is it is it really productive? Because again, Trump's job here is to make himself seem more palatable to the American people, not to seem more Trumpy to the American people. Okay, then Trump berated Biden about Hunter Biden. Now, again, Hunter Biden is a legit campaign issue. And frankly, Chris Wallace should have asked Joe Biden about Hunter Biden, considering that there are now reports that Hunter Biden was receiving money. He was, in fact, receiving money from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, and it was in the millions of dollars, apparently, or at least firms he was connected to. Uh, Trump goes after Hunter, and Biden gets mad about Hunter. Do people think this is going to make a big difference in the actual presidential debate? Or does it just look like Trump is getting so aggressive that it's aggression for aggression's sake? China ate your lunch, Joe. And no wonder your son goes in and he takes out he takes out billions of dollars, takes out billions of dollars to manage. He makes millions of dollars. And also, while we're at it, why is it just out of curiosity the mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Barista none to of deserve one hundred eighty-three thousand dollars? None of that is true. Not an answer. If not, none of that is true. Oh, really? He totally didn't get three and a half Mr. President, is totally, President, please totally discredited. Okay, it has not been totally discredited. It was not worthwhile for Trump asked the question. Then you have to sit back and let Biden lie, right? So what he says there is actually. Number one, I'm not sure the angle of attack is supremely useful. I mean, hitting him on Hunter just to get him off his game early on, I actually recommend it. But doing it like 40 minutes into the debate and then not letting go enough to let him lie about it and then say you're lying. I mean, there are actual reports that Hunter Biden has done these things. And there was there was no break. There was no backing off. You need to let him answer the question wrong and then clock him. Now, again, Trump was prosecuting Biden last night. The problem was, you know, in court generally, uh, it is a bad tactic to quote unquote badger the witness. Right. The, the badgering is not a useful tactic. So, for example, I thought this is a very good exchange for Trump. So Trump went after Biden. He said, you know, you keep talking about how, you know, you're pro law enforcement, but at the same time, you're calling them systemically racist. You don't have any law enforcement support. This is a good line of attack for Trump, a very good line of attack. What you have to do is say, name a group. Right. He did eventually. But first, he, he says it 25 times and then let it sit. Let it sit. Now, as you'll see, Chris Wallace jumped in to defend Biden. This was a serious problem throughout the evening. Wallace would not let it sit either. Wallace decided he was going to get aggressive too. So it's three aggressive people getting aggressive with each other, which is pretty much just a WWE wrestling match. Here, here was Trump going after Biden. He doesn't have any would, law would you, support. Look, he has no law enforcement that's support. That's not true. Almost that's nothing. Not, that, look. Oh, really? Who do you have? Name one group that supports you. Name one group that came out and supported you. Go look, ahead. Look, think. We have time. We don't have time to do no, anything. No, think All right. Name All right, one folks, law enforcement folks. group. Okay, so again, you, you see Wallace jump in again. Biden didn't have an answer, but this is where you let it breathe. Right? As a tactic, this is where you let it, it's a great question. It really is. Like Trump has him on the ropes there. Just let it breathe. Can you name a group? Seconds of dead silence. Right? I mean, that, that, the prosecute again, prosecutorial Trump was not bad Trump last night. He was not. Right. It was it was the the fact that it was constant, the fact that it didn't stop for five seconds. You need the dramatic break. Right. You need the, you need the ear needs the break. OK, the, now on the issues, the fact is that on the issues, Trump was right and Biden was wrong. We'll get to Trump being right and Biden being wrong on the issues in a second. And then we'll get, of course, to the comment that everybody is talking about today. And that is Trump's comments on white supremacy. Again, I don't know how many times we have to go through this routine where Trump is asked specifically about white supremacy. And then he shows himself willing to condemn white supremacy. And then he says something dumb. And then he proceeds to and then he proceeds to sort of futz around with it. Like, we'll get to that in a second. But first, let us talk about the fact that being a gun owner, it is a major responsibility. The fact is that you want to protect yourself, you want to protect your family. But even if you do protect yourself and your family, if you do it wrong, you could end up in jail. I mean, we've seen too many cases in the recent past where people protect themselves with a gun and then all of a sudden they find themselves under the prospect of prosecution. This is why you need to know what you are doing with your gun. You need the proper education industry-leading training to ensure your skills are sharp when faced with danger, and you need the nation's best legal protection should you find yourself lost in the aftermath of a self-defense incident. You need the USCCA. Get started today by texting GUN to 87222. You'll receive the complete concealed carry and family defense guide for free. 
In this guide, you will learn how to detect attackers before they see you, how to survive a mass shooting, seven firearm drills that could save your life, and much, much more. It is 164 pages. It comes with a bonus audio version so you can listen whenever you want. In addition, if you text today, you'll be entered to win a thousand bucks to put toward a gun of your choice that you can use to protect your family. Text GUN, that's G-U-N, to 87222 right now. Again, head on over, text GUN to 87222 right now and get involved with the USCCA. You get that special, complete, concealed carry and family defense guide for free. And you're entered to win a thousand bucks to put toward a gun of your choice that you can use to protect your family and your rights. Okay, we'll get to more of the debate last night in just one second, including the big headline that the media are running with today, which is Trump, quote unquote, refusing to condemn white supremacy. If you actually listen to the exchange, you'll see that's not actually what's happening. But we'll get to that in a second. First, if you liked our debate coverage last night, you should join Daily Wire now as an insider or all-access member. Get 20% off with code DEBATE so you can watch all of our upcoming debate coverage live at dailywire.com, Apple TV, or the Roku app. Members get our articles ad-free, access to all of our live broadcasts and show library, the full three hours of The Ben Shapiro Show, and exclusive Reader's Pass content available only to Daily Wire members. If you're considering an all-access membership, you get to join us on All Access Live every night for online and live stream discussions. You also get not one, but two Leftist Tears tumblers with your membership, as well as early and sometimes exclusive access to new Daily Wire products. So watch the next debate with us. Get 20% off your Daily Wire membership with code DEBATE when you sign up today. You're listening to the largest, fastest growing conservative podcast and radio show in the nation. Okay, so Trump's rough tactics last night obscured the fact that on the issues he was right. So, for example, he had a great line last night and it just... It didn't land because there were so many punches being thrown. He said about Biden, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. That is 100% true. That is absolutely true. Joe Biden is one of the most useless politicians in the history of Washington, D.C. Here is Donald Trump talking about it. Let me just tell you, Joe, I've done more in, in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. We've done things that you never even thought of doing, okay. including Gentlemen, fixing the broken military that you gave me, let's, including let's, taking care of we're your talking vets. Okay, he, again, he is not wrong about all of that. Okay, and then Trump talked about lockdown. On lockdown, he was totally right and Biden was totally wrong. So Biden was saying that he would have saved all of the various lives, right? He'd save all of the lives. Also, the economic crash is somehow Trump's fault, even though Trump wants to reopen. Also, he kind of likes lockdowns. Also, he doesn't want a lockdown. So Biden was all over the place. And Trump, quite correctly, slams Biden on this. You take a look at what's happening at some of your Democrat-run states where they have these tough shutdowns. And I'm telling you, it's because they don't want to open it. One of them came out last week. You saw that. Oh, we're going to open up on November 9th. Why November 9th? Because it's after the election. They think they're hurting us by keeping them closed. They're hurting people. People know what to do. They can social distance. They can wash the hands. They can wear masks. They can do whatever they want. But they got to open these states up. Okay, he is right about that. Again, on the issues. I wish, I wish he had just let it breathe because on the issues, Biden is wrong, right? Trump went after him also on, on COVID more generally. You know, Biden kept saying, you know, we would have done amazing on COVID. And Trump was like, no, you wouldn't have. And Biden tried to bring out the Joker grin and Biden and, and Trump really slammed him. Here, here was Trump again. The governors said I did a phenomenal job. Most of them said that. In <laughs> fact, people that would not be necessarily on my side said that. President Trump did a phenomenal job. We did. We got the gowns. We got the masks. We made the ventilators. You wouldn't have made ventilators. And now we're weeks away from a vaccine. We're doing therapeutics already. Fewer people are dying when they get sick. Far fewer people are dying. We've done a great job. But I'll tell you, Joe, you could never have done the job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. Okay, so all of that is is totally fine. Now, the area that people are focusing in on is this one exchange. So, Chris Wallace, again, we'll get to Wallace in a second because I think that his moderation last night was abysmal, abysmal. But Chris Wallace decides to ask Trump about white supremacists. He, he doesn't ask Biden to condemn Black Lives Matter violence in the cities, which is what has been going on. They shut down the entire county of Los Angeles for a week so that Black Lives Matter associated rioters and looters could go and hit up Melrose Avenue for a new pair of shoes. Okay, so, so let's not pretend that what's been going on in the major cities is not caused by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. It is. Nonetheless, Chris Wallace decides to pick up the Democratic talking point that actually it's a bunch of white supremacists in the cities who are actually causing all of this, which again is a lie. It is not true. White supremacists are evil. Again, there is no one in America who I think on a personal level may have been targeted more than I have been or who hates white supremacists more than I do. Okay, I've been perfectly clear about this. They are garbage human beings. 
White supremacists are not the cause of the violence that's been happening in America's major cities. It is BLM and Antifa. The fact that Chris Wallace thought that this was the key thing to bring up in debate is in and of itself idiotic. But that doesn't mean that Trump handles this right. So we're going to play the clip, and then I'm going to actually read you the transcript of the clip. And what you will see is that the media are just lying about what actually happened in this exchange. So the media's line here is that Trump is defending white supremacy. Here's the actual clip. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, you, you what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. Supremacists and right would you like me to white supremacists and right proud boys. White supremacists and right Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left, because this is not a right-wing problem. His this is a left-wing. This is a left-wing problem. Okay, so the takeaway from the media here is that, he's, he, that he is defending white supremacists. Okay, Joe Biden today tweeted out, there's no other way to put it, the president of the United States refused to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night. By the way, Joe Biden then put up a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse, the 17-year-old from Kenosha who shot three people probably in self-defense by all available evidence. There is zero evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Not some, zero. Like, as in none. Zero, zip, zilch. Joe Biden is calling Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. When Joe Biden jumps in and he says, you know, the Proud Boys. Okay, the Proud Boys are probably what you would call alt-light. They're, they're not overtly white supremacist, the Proud Boys. Uh, the Proud Boys can get violent. They are not a group that anybody should be associated with. I got a lot of problems with the Proud Boys. They are not overtly white supremacists. They're not. In fact, the founders of the Proud Boys disassociated from the Proud Boys, like Gavin McInnes. He tried, I believe, to disassociate from the Proud Boys when he thought that they were not that they were associating too closely with white supremacists. In any case, you don't have to defend the Proud Boys. And the bottom line here is that uh, I think the Proud Boys are a bad group. Okay. Bottom line here is that if you actually read the exchange that happened right there, if you read the exchange. What you will see is that Trump repeatedly says, sure, I'm willing to, to, to condemn white supremacists. Here is the actual exchange again. Wallace, are you willing to condemn white supremacists and militia groups? Sure. And to say they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Okay, so first of all, in Kenosha, that was not a white supremacist group. In Portland, Patriot Prayer is not a white supremacist group. So the, the basis of the question is in and of itself false. It is not a true statement. And Trump correctly says, I'm prepared to do it, but I'd say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. And I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. And then Wallace being a pro again, we'll get to Wallace in just one second. Wallace who was garbage last night. Really bad. He started off OK, and then he just went wild. He says, then do it, sir. And then Biden jumps in and says, yeah, do it, do it. And Trump says, what do you want to call them? Give me a name. And Wallace says, white supremacists and right wing militias. And Biden says, proud boys. And then Trump says, proud boys, stand back and stand by. Now, it is the and stand by that's killing him, right? Because he says it's stand by, which makes it sound like I want you guys to like stand by in case there's violence and then go back in the cities. So people are focusing in on the standby. And then he says somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. He didn't mean the Proud Boys have to do something about Antifa and the left. You can tell that from his inflection. He means that nobody in government is doing anything about Antifa and the left. And Joe Biden explicitly refused to condemn Antifa on the stage, on the stage. That is not a clip of Donald Trump defending white supremacy. You know who's actually being rational about this, of course? Tim Scott, right? So Senator Tim Scott, the black senator from South Carolina, he said, quote, I think he misspoke in response to Chris Wallace's comment. He was asking what Chris, he was asking Chris what he wanted to say. I think he misspoke. I think he should correct it. If he doesn't correct it, I guess he didn't misspeak. That is the rational response. But th this notion that Trump won't condemn white supremacy, even in the, the Charlottesville situation, the problem there was not that he wouldn't condemn white supremacy. The problem is that he was equating the various groups at play there. But when he, he, he said, I'm explicitly not talking about the white supremacists. When he, when he said that there were good people on both sides, right? He was talking about people who he supposedly were marching with the white supremacists, but in favor of the, the Confederate statue. And I said, well, that, who are those people? Those people don't exist. That's ridiculous. He shouldn't be saying that sort of thing. But did he condemn white supremacy? He did repeatedly that weekend, over and over and over. So again, this is part of a narrative that they've been driving for a long time. And Trump is bad at this. He is awkward with language. That is not Donald Trump defending white supremacy. That is a media lie. Again, I can play the clip again. That, that, is, that is not Donald Trump. When he says, will you, will you condemn white supremacists? He says, sure. 
Does that sound like no to you? When Joe Biden was asked would he condemn Antifa, his answer was Antifa is an idea. It is not an organization. That is an explicit refusal to condemn Antifa. Yet only one of those is a headline. Now, again, if you go back to the chaos theory of this election, which is that people are going to vote for whomever is less chaotic, I'll say that the final note on the evening, which was Donald Trump talking about widespread voter fraud, it is true that universal mail-in balloting is a bad idea. He made a distinction between you requesting a ballot and ballots being sent to your house. He is right about all of that. But him attempting to sort of lengthen the length of this election is a bad move for him. Here was Trump concluding last night on voter fraud. What's happening is incredible. I just heard, I read today, where at least 1% of the ballots for 2016 were invalidated. They, they take them. We don't like them. We don't like them. But they throw them out left there are right. They have mailmen with lots of it. Did you see what's going on? Take a look at West Virginia, mailmen selling the ballots. They're being sold. They're being dumped in rivers. This is a horrible thing for our country. There is no, this is not, there is no this is not going to end well. If I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. And I'll tell and what, you what, what from mean, a common sense, I'll you're gonna tell you what it means. To take to it means you have a fraudulent election. And this is such a, it, the problem is Trump plays directly into the myths that Democrats want to push. We know that Joe Biden's going to contest the election. He already has hundreds of lawyers on standby. There have been full articles written about his various plans with MoveOn.org and all of these various other groups to take to the streets should he lose the election. All Donald Trump has to say here is, if any election is independently certified as fair and free, I will, of course, respect the results of the election. We should be deeply concerned about the possibility of fraud, and we will use all law enforcement mechanisms to ensure that it does not occur. I'm encouraging people to go in person because the possibility that you botch your ballot or that your ballot is sent in by somebody else, mail-in, that possibility exists, so please vote in person, right? I mean, there's a way to do this. Uh, the, the, again, feeling of chaos last night does not benefit Trump. It makes this thing a referendum on Trump's personality. Okay, now, Chris Wallace last night was terrible. I mean, truly awful. Chris Wallace began, and I think that he was so taken aback by Trump's very, very aggressive tactics, by Trump's crowd Biden strategy, right? Got him up in the corner, and then he was throwing jabs all night long. I think he was so put off by that and so upset and miffed, frankly. I think he was so offended by Trump's tactic that he decided he was going to jump in and become a debater. There are multiple times when Trump asked Biden a question and he would jump in and say, we're moving on to the next topic and just save Joe Biden. There are multiple times when Joe Biden would get stuck and Wallace would kind of feed him at the next line. There were multiple questions that he asked that were just bad questions. And those ones are more inexcusable even because those questions were, pre were, were prepared in advance, right? So Donald Trump very early on uh, felt that, that Wallace was coming after him. I thought early on that this was not quite fair because Donald Trump was, in fact, talking directly over Biden for about the first 15 minutes of the debate. But Trump turned to Wallace and he said, I guess I'm debating you. And pretty much it did turn into that. By the end of the debate, Trump was not wrong about this. You, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare. And just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to That's protect symbolic. people with pre-existing conditions five days before this debate. So my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? Right. Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him, but that's OK. I'm not surprised. Let me just tell you something that <laughs> there's nothing symbolic. OK, the, the reason he said that is because Wallace had jumped in to save Biden in one of these exchanges. Okay. Wallace's questions last night were terrible. So here are some examples. Here was Chris Wallace asking Donald Trump about banning critical race theory in the government. Now, critical race theory, as we have discussed, is a racist ideology. Critical race theory says that every institution in the United States is undergirded by racial supremacy. Critical race theory suggests that just by dint of your skin, you're a beneficiary of white supremacy. And if you are not anti-racist, in other words, you don't want to tear down the entire system, you are racist. Critical race theory training involves people literally telling white people in rooms, sponsored by the government, that they are racist simply because they are white. That, that, that's what this diversity training bullcrap from Ibram X. Kendi and Robin D'Angelo is. Chris Wallace just says something blatantly untrue in this question. He says, why are you banning racial sensitivity training, Mr. President? He's not banning, quote unquote, racial sensitivity training. He's banning critical race theory, which is a neo-Marxist garbage ideology that should not be taught on any college campus, any high school campus, any government agency, or any contracting agency with the federal government. Here is Chris Wallace completely blowing the question here. Oh, it's totally about racial sensitivity training. Sir. If you were a certain person, 
You had no status in life. It was sort of a reversal. And if you look at the people, we were paying people hundreds of thousands of dollars to teach very bad ideas and, frankly, very sick ideas. And and really, they were teaching people to hate our country. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow that to happen. Okay, so again, the fact that Wallace, why, why, what's so bad about racial? It's not racial sensitivity training. It isn't. The, the premise of the question is wrong. Okay, and then, of course, you had Wallace asking Trump to condemn white supremacy. He did not directly ask Joe Biden to condemn Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Right? He didn't ask him about any of that. We had Chris Wallace harassing Trump about global warming. I mean, it was like six, seven straight questions. Why don't, what do you believe about global warming, sir? What do you believe about global? He gave his answer. If it had been Joe Biden, Wallace would have let it go. Here was Wallace harassing Trump about global warming. What do you believe about the science of climate change and what will you do in the next four years to confront it? What do you believe about the science of climate change, sir? Do you believe that that human pollution, gas, greenhouse gas emissions contributes to the global warming of this planet? If you believe in the science of climate change, why have you rolled back the Obama clean power plan, which limited carbon emissions in power plants. Uh, Why have you relaxed fuel economy standards that are going to create more pollution from cars? Well, not really. Okay, again, that is, did did Wallace badger Biden on anything like that last night? He asked him like twice about packing the court and then Biden was like, I'm not answering it. And then he let it go. Yeah, I think everything was summed up by the end of the debate. Joe Biden and Chris Wallace were laughing together, which basically sums up where Chris Wallace ended up by the end of the debate. I don't think he en- intended to be there at the beginning. This is certainly where he ended up. Mr. Vice tape. President, uh, answered his, his final question. The final question is, I can't remember which of all his rantings. I'm having a little trouble myself. <laughs> okay, now you've just turned into a debate participant and an ally of Joe Biden. So to sum up, Chris Wallace's performance was terrible for a moderator. I mean, really, really bad. Two, Donald Trump's over-aggressive performance distracted from anything relevant that he wanted to say, so he didn't end up doing severe damage to Joe Biden. But And, and his sort of botchery on that white supremacy question ended up damaging him maybe a little bit. I don't think it'll have any real effect because, again, this has been the longtime Democratic narrative that's a lie that he won't condemn white supremacy. He's literally called it evil from the rostrum many, many times. Okay, And Joe Biden didn't perform exactly well either. So where do we end up? Status quo ante. We end up exactly where we started which is nobody gains, nobody loses. The problem is for Donald Trump, the clock is running. If he is ahead, great. If he's behind, time is running out. If you are going to clock Joe Biden and make a difference here, you need to let him hang himself with his own words. And Trump wouldn't allow him to do that. He just kept stepping in and crowding him. You gotta let him breathe enough to fall over. Okay, so the predictable reaction from the media was exactly what you would expect. After spending years hyperventilating over every single thing Trump says, after turning our media culture into a series of low-level stupid debates. After hosting some of the most radical guests saying the most radical things, they were astonished and stunned our members of the media at how bad this was. After going after Mitt Romney with the alacrity of a rabid monkey, they decided that they were going to get very offended by what happened here. I saw a bunch of tweets last night. People were like, remember that time that we all went after Mitt Romney for the binders full of women? Ah, ha, ha, wasn't that a nicer time? Wasn't that a richer time? And um, the answer to that is, it was a better time But it is your fault that this happened, media. You did this. You decided that Mitt Romney was to be treated like the plague in 2012. Mitt Romney, the mildest, most milquetoast human being who has ever walked planet Earth. He is the definition of a milquetoast human being, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was clean as the driven snow as anybody gets in politics. And you decided to muddy him by suggesting that he strapped dogs to the tops of cars, forcibly cut the hair of gay kids in 1950, and was a racist who would put y'all back in chains in the words of Joe Biden. So you don't get to you don't get to do this. I'm so offended by the by the tactic. I'm, oh, how offensive. As I've said before, Donald Trump is the corner of American politics. He is not the killer. If you didn't like what Trump did last night, then you might want to take a gander at your own behavior, media. But the media won't take a gander at it. Instead, they just lament, how could this have ever happened? How could it? George Stephanopoulos said, well, the worst debate ever, George Stephanopoulos. Okay, George, I agree. It was a quite terrible debate. I've said, I think it was the worst debate I've ever seen. Also, how is George Stephanopoulos in a newsmaker's position, in a newsman's position, after after positioning himself at the head of the Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton campaign in 1992? How? How does that happen? You wonder how Donald Trump became president? You didn't like what you saw up there? Maybe it's because you created this monster. As Jay Cost, formerly of the Weekly Standard, put it, Dr. Frankenstein standing here going, look at this monster rampaging through the cities and, you know, like killing people. This is terrible. 
You created this. You broke it. You bought it. Here was George Stephanopoulos last night. As somebody who's watched presidential debates for 40 years, as somebody who's moderated presidential debates, as someone who's prepared candidates for presidential debates, as someone who's covered presidential debates, that was the worst presidential debate I have ever seen. Okay, thank you, George Stephanopoulos. Meanwhile, Jake Tapper and Dana Bash, again, agreeing this is the worst debate ever after, you know, extraordinarily, extraordinarily high-pitched coverage of how Trump was a Russian cat's paw for four years. It turns out that now everybody's upset with the tenor of American politics. Well, I, I wonder how we got here, gang. It's as though the, it, I'm highly irritated with this notion that is very central to American politics right now, that every bad thing began and ended with Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't appear and then speak words and politics came into being. Donald Trump is a result of the system, a system built by the people on cable news. Anyway, here are our cable news hosts being very upset last night. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. That was the worst debate I have ever seen. In fact, it wasn't even a debate. It was a disgrace. Um, and it's primarily because of President Trump. One thing for sure, the American people lost tonight because that was horrific. You just took the words out of my mouth. Um, you used some high-minded language. I'm just going to say it like it is. That was a show. Okay, and it was, but I'm just not willing to hear it from the members of the media who have been pursuing the bleep show for years and years and years. I mean, Jeff Zucker was having phone calls with members of the Trump campaign in 2016 advising them. So spare me the uh, spare me the outrage. Again, I'm not saying this about, you know, any one of these individual reporters, except for maybe Stephanopoulos, maybe Dana Bash a little bit. But it's but the 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 media's shock and awe at this debate. You created this. This was all you. OK, so now the media have a new narrative and the new narrative is maybe this is the last debate, gang. Maybe this will never happen again. Now, the Biden campaign has already said that they want more of this. They've already said, no, 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 we're going to do more debates. I, I it, you know, maybe it's because they think that their their guy did OK last night. And in essence, he didn't lose last night because nobody won last night. But uh, here is Wolf Blitzer trying to put it out there. I would not be completely shocked if Biden simply pulls out of the rest of the debates. I wouldn't be shocked if he says that behavior was so egregious and the media cover for him. That behavior was so egregious that I just can't. Here is Wolf Blitzer making that suggestion last night. This was the most chaotic presidential debate I've ever seen. And I suspect most of you, if not all of you, have ever seen the most chaotic presidential debate. And it will certainly raise a lot of questions, raising a lot of questions about the future of a presidential debate between these two candidates. I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, if this is the last presidential debate between the president of the United States and the former vice president of the United States. But we shall see. I mean, how badly do the media want Joe Biden to win? They were they were making this argument a while ago, right? Nancy Pelosi was saying maybe there won't be any debates because they figured that Biden was winning. So hide Biden in the basement. That's their strategy. And they hope to continue that going forward because they still don't want to answer any serious questions. Remember, in this debate, Joe Biden refused to condemn Antifa, called all of America's systems racist, and then refused to answer whether he would stack the Supreme Court. And that's the debate he supposedly won. Okay, that That is... That's not a good showing by Joe Biden. It's just that, again, Donald Trump's tactics were so distracting that it was very difficult for people to actually fully grasp what the hell was going on. Okay, we'll be back here a little bit later today with two additional hours of content, more recap, an insane story. Uh, apparently, there is now a, a, we're doing full-on Maoist struggle sessions by professors at Ohio State University who have suggested they like sports. Apparently, you're not allowed to say that you like sports anymore. Uh, that's racist. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the day. Otherwise, we'll see you here tomorrow. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Andrew Clavin Show, The Michael Knowles Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. Thanks for listening. The Ben Shapiro Show is produced by Colton Haas. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Assistant director, Pava Wydowski. Our associate producer is Nick Sheehan. The show is edited by Adam Saievitz. Audio mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Nika Geneva. The Ben Shapiro Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. You know, the Matt Wall Show, it's not just another show about about politics. I think there are enough of those already out there. We talk about culture because culture drives politics and it drives everything else. So my main focuses are life, family, faith, 
Those are fundamental, and that's what this show is about. I hope you'll give it a listen. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values, and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.